The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this night, uh, 15th day of September 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com. Today and save yourself 20 bucks on uh, your first purchase of uh, as We'll get yourself some baseball playoff tickets coming right around the corner. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com and check out all the great articles and other podcasts such as Crap Root Sports, the Corner Booth Podcast, the Sports Stove, and Rising to the Occasion Podcast, all there at BellyUpSports.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day each and every day here at 1420 in the morning and uh, 1420 Sports Bar Podcast and everything else we've got going on here at World Headquarters. Anyways, uh, just over two weeks left, uh, two weeks uh, Sunday, I guess, the Major League Baseball season will come to a grinding halt and get ready for the playoffs. But two weeks left, there's only one team that's clinched a playoff uh, spot so far, and that is the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, and the rest of the uh, and the rest of the Atlanta Braves clinched their sixth straight National League title a couple of nights ago. They got one hell of a ball club there. They're 17 games ahead of the Philadelphia Phillies, like, like a really, really good Phillies team that is still 17 games behind. You remember, they, they got off to a pretty poor start. Trey Turner called himself the, one of the worst players in professional baseball like back I think it was a couple of months a couple of months back they got the 1420 kick in the uh kick in the rear and they've been pretty good ever since but that that Braves team is, is something else uh six straight is nothing to sneeze at the one world series title that they had to to their name in 2021 uh kind of reminiscent of those Braves uh, teams back in the mid to mid 90s early 2000s at 14 I think in a row with only the one world series in 1995 uh against the Cleveland Indians actually I think it was and then they lost in 97 and 99 to the uh New York Yankees, but uh, you, you look at this Braves team, how they're put together, how Alex Anthopoulos was let go by the Toronto Blue Jays. We'll get to them, them in half a second. What a disaster that's turned out to be, but um. You look at a guy like Alex Antopoulos who went to the Braves uh, and got himself a, a, a championship team. They've got six championships in a row, which is no nothing to sneeze at though, with the way free agency goes, everything else, and how that that happens throughout sports and professional baseball. But they got a lot of those guys locked up to like 2030, so they could do a lot of damage for the, for the years to come. And it's not just an Acuna thing; it's not just an Olsen thing. They got some guys that are, that are grinding out there. That, that that Charlie Morton to hell of a pitcher. I thought he was done about three years ago, but he keeps uh, coming back from the uh, coming back from the uh, uh, baseball grave, I guess you could say, and has put himself to uh, a hell of a career together. And he just keeps going, going, and going, and going. And he's, he's that kind of guy that you you want in your the back end of your rotation to go out and give you some quality starts night in, night out. And you need those guys, and not to, you need those guys that can you can count on, and they don't get hurt, and they're, they're serviceable. You know exactly what you're going to get from a guy like Charlie Morton every night, and it's something to to look at. But you look at this Braves team right now, what they have going on with the six in a row. It's a great feat. It's a great accomplishment. But really, in the big picture, it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Banners and pennants and all that stuff, they're cute and everything. But when it comes down to uh, to winning, uh, nobody ever talks about, well, people talk about the, the Braves of the – of the of the like I said the 90s and the 2000s there they're winning all those titles but they're kind of a laughing stock yeah you, you talk not a lot well they laughing stock might be a bit harsh but you you look at that those Braves teams you remember the uh, the greatness of Greg Maddox and John Schmoltz and Tom Glavin and the like you remember how great those teams were but they're they're, they're remembered for being for being 
losers, I guess you could say, in lack of a better term, because they didn't—they only got that one World Series. And like I said, having all those pennants and flags and everything else to say you won this many uh, National League titles is, is cute and all, but nobody remembers uh, remembers those things. They remember for all the wrong reasons. Just ask the Los Angeles Dodgers, who won nine of the last ten uh, National League West titles. Uh, you want to watch just a National League thing that the guys just roll over. They win it year in, year out. It must, must be a, a weaker a weaker league, maybe. Amer- the American League is far superior, in my opinion, to the National League. I'm, I'm kidding around. But you look at the you look at the Dodgers who have the, the one World Championship in uh, in their their stretch of nine of ten and how many playoff series in a, or playoff uh, appearances in a row they got the the COVID uh, World Series in 2020. So how much does that even count? The Dodgers have a chance to do something this year, but I think the Braves are head and shoulders the best team in baseball. Like you just you look at the, that that Phillies team was really good and how they're they're just 17 games up on them right now. 96 wins, it's the most in baseball. Uh, the only the um, the Baltimore Orioles and now the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays have come out of nowhere. One, I think they won uh, eight out of the last ten. They're, they were uh, they're hunting down the Baltimore Orioles right now, and they're only a game. I think they're they're a game out just because of percentage wise right now of the uh, the American League uh, East title. But that this Braves team is really good, and they have a, a shot to do something. Uh, they, right now, you, you could think that they could probably have uh, guys sit out a little bit. They can uh, manage their their bullpen, what they're going to do, manage their starters a little bit, bring some guys up, let some guys pitch that they uh, that, that normally wouldn't. Uh, go like on a to get some extra rest days and everything else the only thing you might look at is you want to see Acuna Jr. get to the 4070 mark he's currently at uh, 37 and 66 uh, home runs and stolen bases and so you gotta think it's just a foregone conclusion he's gonna get to those marks for three home runs and four stolen bases he could have that by by Sunday afternoon kind of deal so you, are they gonna sit him and are they gonna give him some rest days and make sure he's healthy healthy going in the playoffs because they're only gonna, going to go as far as as he'll take them and then you look at another guy that like we talked about how great Acuna Jr. is, and it's a kind of a foregone conclusion that he's going to get the uh, National League MVP, but the, the other guy that would probably be getting a lot more consideration if it wasn't for his teammate is, is Matt Olson. The unbelievable power numbers he's putting together this year were 51 home runs, 128 RBIs, a 279 batting average. You, you, you wonder, like, he's not even getting, getting any love, not even just, uh, of course, his teammate's going to get it, but not not any love outside of uh, Mookie Betts to look at get a, a, a National League MVP. Any other year, he'd be the guy getting Getting that thing, his numbers are better than Betts are right now, and Betts is a Betts is a better player. But uh, you you look at what he's putting together, and if he can get to a a fifty five home run, 140 RBI kind of a season. And like I said, that can be done by Monday Monday or Tuesday if he gets a little bit of a hot streak. That, that's, that's an MVP-like season. He's not getting any love, getting getting talked about very, very little throughout the baseball world. It's kind of astonishing that he wouldn't be getting a little bit more love with those kind of numbers he's putting together. Um, you just wonder how the Braves are going to, are, are going to do it, how they're going to manage the, their their team the rest of the way through. They've clinched, uh, they, they've clinched the playoff spot. If they if the playoffs were to start today, I, I love these ones. The playoffs were to start today. They, they'd play the, the winner of the uh, Chicago Cubs and the Philadelphia Phillies series. Now, a Phillies Braves series in the uh, in the NL uh, NLCS or NLDS story would be fantastic to watch. Be great drama, two great teams, uh, and you don't you don't know who would come on, on top on that. When the, the Phillies are playing really really good baseball as of late, Harper's there, Turner's Turner's turned it around, and they have a, a, a serviceable pitching staff that could do a lot of damage in the playoffs. You just wonder if they could upset the Braves because the Braves are, are kind of at, at that point now where they got to start winning some World Championships. Because like I said, all those banners and pennants are cute in the outfield and all the flags and everything but if you don't get the uh the world series championships uh, uh those flags and those those are the ones that matter nobody remembers you for for the right reasons if you keep losing world championships uh, or uh, you don't even get to the world championship you don't get to the world series and give yourself a, a shot but the Braves are in a situation now where they can sit some guys out they can have a, a, a 
a season now where they can look at winning at what World Series. Remember last year, they, they snuck into the back door, into the playoffs when the Mets collapsed in the last week. And now they, because they had to fight tooth and nail to get to the, uh, to, to the, uh, to the playoffs last year. So they didn't get a chance to rest guys. Now they have the opportunity to do something like that and, uh, and, and maybe get themselves that, that elusive world championship, either fourth, I think in, in uh, franchise history, if they can win one, win one this year. But anyways, the, the, uh, the, the crapping all over yourself. I wasn't going to get into this one today, but I think I, I it's got to as a, uh, a Canadian baseball fan and, a lot of people, I was out with some some buddies last night. We were talking about the Jays and how they've just fallen apart. And it, nothing goes to show Toronto Blue Jays baseball like the uh, the crapping all over themselves and, and barfing all over themselves like the, the performance they put on at home this week against the Texas Rangers, a team that they're battling with for a, a wild card spot in the uh, American League. They're currently, the Jays are a game and a half out. Uh, they got smoked this week badly by the Rangers, got outscored 35-9 to nine in, in a four-game sweep at home. You, that's not acceptable at, at any time of the season, but especially when you're in a in a playoff hunt right now and a wild card berth is, is on the line and you uh, you got a, a chance at home to maybe distance yourselves with with some other teams because the Mariners who we who we were pumping up last week on, on 1420 in the morning the Mariners were the best team in baseball at one point they they've uh, they're four and six in their last 10 so the Jays had an opportunity this week to distance themselves and get get themselves into a, ni- a nice spot with uh, even playing 500 baseball over the last while the, the, the teams that they're that they're losing to on a consistent basis are the teams that are ahead of them so Maybe the Jays just aren't that good. Uh, you look at uh, the teams that they, they've been beating lately. They beat the Colorado Rockies. They beat the uh, the uh, Kansas City Royals. And who else? They have the Oakland A's in the, in the last week and a half, two weeks have been. And that's the only teams that they seem to be able to beat. They're going into Boston this week. And I don't know how, it's gonna, how that's going to be with the Boston Red Sox. So they're not really playing for anything either right now. They're not uh, eliminated yet from wildcard contention. But they're uh, they're uh, the fat lady. She's uh, She isn't singing there, but she's uh, she's humming up a tune right now. But uh, you wonder how the, the uh, that, that's going to all play out in the American League East longtime rivals and everything else. And the Jay and the uh the Red Sox fi- fired Chain Bloom yesterday, their, their general manager. I mean, kind of an unexpected thing. You think you wait till the end of the season, but maybe you get get a new guy in, see what they got for the last two weeks, two weeks of the year, and then go from there. But the Jays, there's something wrong in that clubhouse. There's something not right. Uh, you can you look at the, the Manoa situation. Now he just quit on the team, said I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. I don't think you'll ever see him in a in a Toronto Blue Jays uh, uniform ever again. He's not pitching. He's not doing anything. We talked about it yesterday. But there's something that's, that's inherently wrong with that organization right now. There's something that's r- not right with the clubhouse. John Schneider, I don't think is a guy to be leading that team. He uh, he's too buddy buddy with these kids. Uh, like he, he, we were talking last night with. Uh, with some other people about who'd be a good guy for uh for to, to be the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays and they, they I think like I'm not a like I'm a Boone guy I like Aaron Boone but they need, need a guy like Aaron Boone a little bit who's a uh, old school baseball guy but mixes in the the, the young the, the the younger analytics of things and how and how to to manage people manage players because Boone's a it's a third generation baseball player family's been around it forever and I don't know what Schneider's background is but he doesn't seem to have any kind of grit to him whatsoever and it's kind of this kind of guy that you need I'm not saying you go out and get a yourself a, a Joe Girardi type or a, a Joe Torre type back of the, the Yankees uh, dynasty and everything else like that because uh, Torre was a great manager of uh, of people and talent and not and not just of the game and I think that that uh, there's a there's a new school old school kind of a level that they have to Jays have to get because right now there's something wrong with that clubhouse when when your fan base is clamoring for your first or second best player to be to be traded or told to go home or whatever it might be in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. like when, when the fan base is, is wants to chop off his dreadlocks and then 
and uh, and hang him a little bit because he's been playing so badly and he doesn't seem to care a whole bunch. He's always joking and laughing, but it, when it comes to, to winning and losing, he doesn't seem to have that 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 uh, that it factor and that care factor. It's not a good thing. It's not a good look for the Jays right now. The way they're they're playing baseball, it's a it's an ugly ugly uh, scenario they got going on. They got they have to win three games in Boston this week, and then they got a few with the Yankees too. I think they're six of their last ten games are against the New York Yankees or something along those lines. And so they 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 have a chance to make up some ground right now because those two teams really aren't very good. And I, as a Yankee fan, I can say that the Yankees just aren't very good right now. They won three or four against Boston and Fenway this, this week, but it, it doesn't much matter at this point in the season. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're another team. The uh, fat lady isn't singing, but it, she's, uh, she's humming a tune right now. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plans up pans out the next week and a half, two weeks with the baseball season, how teams are going to, uh, to manage their, 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 their their playoff races, how they're going to set themselves up for a playoff race because they want to win a bunch of games this week and, and early on in, into next week. So you can sit guys out next weekend, get your bullpen set, get your starting rotation set because you get into the playoffs. It's uh, it's it could be two and done and see you later. And it's all it's all uh, it's all it's all for naught because really when it comes down to it, if you only get two more games at the end of the regular season, uh, does it does it much matter because you only got two more games than the Oakland A's did really? So like having a long playoff run and doing something uh, at the end of the season is so important. Yeah, getting the playoffs is hard. Winning is hard. We talk about it all the time here. But uh, just having two more games like the Jays had last year against Seattle, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like making the playoffs is fun. It's nice, and you can say, yeah, we 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 uh, we had an extended season. But what's two more games? It means absolutely nothing in the big picture. And that's why the Atlanta Braves have to uh, look at themselves in the mirror a little bit and go, okay, we we have the, these six nationally titles in a row, but we need to do some damage in the playoffs. We need to figure out how we're going to to um, to get past that hump to get another World Championship because those are the pennants that actually matter. Those are the flags that matter, the World Series titles, the World Series trophies that you, that you put up, because that, that's what you remember by on a positive note, right? And so it's one of those things that uh, you have to you have to find yourself a way to win. And winning your division is important. It's 100% important. And getting off to a good, a good start, we talk about it every year. Uh, we've been doing this for three years now, and we always talk about getting off to that big start. The games the games in April matter just as much as the games in September. And when getting the, that, off to that big start, like the Tampa Bay Rays did this year, they, uh, they're in a situation where – they're in a situation now where they, you know, they had a bit of a rough, a rough stretch, but they're only one game out. So you wonder if they would have started off six and six instead of thirteen and zero, or whatever it was, uh, where they would be. They probably they'd be well. It's just math. They'd be seven games out right now. So it matters a whole bunch how you can set your season up, how you can because getting on on a hot streak in the middle of the season is it's kind of tough. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday about the. Uh, the uh, Cleveland Indians went on a twenty-two game win streak back in two thousand seventeen, but what did it get them? two more games really so that's what it comes down to playoff baseball is the best it's coming right around the corner got lots going on here we got some other exciting news coming from 1420 world headquarters we'll get into that a little bit next week we didn't do a show last night we, me and dave were out uh with, with some friends having a good time but anyways uh make sure you listen to other shows that we got good going on we talk about that a little bit later on but uh anyways here's uh, a, a little word from our friends at SeatGeek. the foul baller if there's a ball that's gone foul he's gone to get it under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. 
There you go. Thank you very much, SeatGeek. Go to uh, SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Let's get to uh, On This Day and Birthdays and get you guys out of here for the day. Uh, on this day in 1996, the Texas Rangers retired their first number in franchise uh, history. Fittingly, the number is Nolan Ryan's number 34. Ryan only pitched for the uh, five seasons for the Rangers, going 51 and 39 in 129 start, including 15 complete games complete games are not even a thing anymore 15 of them for an aging nolan ryan I think how remarkable that is but anyways uh, he struck out at 939 times or 939 hitters for the rangers in that span uh also through two no hitter as a ranger one in 1990 versus oakland in oakland and then one in uh in Arlington versus the Toronto Blue Jays in 1991, striking out 16 Blue Jays, including Roberto Alomar for the last out of that baseball game. Nolan Ryer retired at the end of the 93 season after 27 years in the big leagues and was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1999. Nolan Ryan, longevity and everything else, and the strikeout king and no-hitter king, seven in his career. Nolan Ryan, one of the well, one of the best ever. Didn't even didn't get himself a uh uh, Cy Young. It's kind of strange, but uh, Nolan Ryan this on this day in 1996 got his number retired by the Texas Rangers. And happy birthday to Pete Carroll, born on this day in 1951 in San Francisco, California. Carroll is currently the head coach and executive vice president of Seattle Seahawks, who he won a Super Bowl with in 2013, defeating the Denver Broncos 43-8 to to become only the third coach to win a Super Bowl and an NCAA title in their career, joining Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson. A little bit of trivia there for you. Uh, of course, as we all know, Carroll is well known as the uh, former head coach of the USC Trojans from 2001 to 2009, while he, where he composed a record of 92-19, and winning four Rose Bowls and two national championships with my USC Trojans with the great Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush leading those great Trojan teams. Uh, we won't get into the, all the noise around Reggie Bush and uh, the the uh, how uh, Pete Carroll left the uh, the Trojans USC. And it's, it's his birthday, so we won't be smirching and, and talk, talk bad about Pete Carroll today. But happy birthday to uh, Pete Carroll, born on this day in 1951. Still has full head of hair the whole bit, Pete Carroll. I'm a little bit jealous of that guy when it comes down to his full head of hair and youthful exuberance the whole bit. I guess clean, healthy living is a good thing. Anyways, that's 1420 in the morning for this Friday. Thank you very much for listening. And those of you who watch on YouTube, we appreciate everything you're going uh, very much. So if you just uh, want to hit that subscribe button right down there, that'd be greatly appreciated as well. So, no, it's been a good week here at 1420 World Headquarters. Lots going on at uh, baseball this week and lots of other stuff. But, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to uh, the show. Thanks for supporting the, the YouTube channel and everything else we got going on. But uh, remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good weekend, folks. We'll talk to you again on Monday. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.